0: Hey, good
1: morning everybody, welcome to church this morning. My name is Grant. My name is Justin. And we are here to get the service started for you.
0: Awesome, if it's your first time here, welcome here. Uh, if you, uh, we'd love for you to connect with us at, uh, at our, on Facebook, on the chat. Um, you can also email us at hello at cedarvalley.ca. Uh, but Facebook is a great place, or is it on Instagram?
1: We're not on Instagram, it's oh, a pain shoot. to stream
0: there, but Facebook's fun with just like the live chatting,
1: stuff like that. Yeah, we do that yeah. all the time
0: with the kids, it's great.
1: Yeah, and I know a lot of you guys actually watch on YouTube, which is totally fantastic, mm-hmm. it works on the TV better. There's not as much interactive dialogue over there too, but it's it's a whole fun thing to just kind of keeps us feeling, interactive together on the service. And actually with Instagram though, one of the best ways for everyone just to stay informed of stuff happening for, throughout the weeks, different ministries, programs, announcements, and some good devotional reminders and updates throughout the week too, is just make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. or subscribe to our weekly email newsletter, and that's at cedarvalley.ca. You'll see a link at the bottom, or it pops
0: up, I think, too. Uh, just, yeah, sign up for that email. We send it on Fridays. Compile all the good stuff happening. It's great. If you've been impacted by our service online, it's fantastic just been an awesome blessing to our to our congregation and also it's it's really connecting people in our community as well so if you've uh, if you've been Im- impacted by the service just hit that share button or uh, let someone in your life know that it's online it's, it's just a great opportunity to to share our church life with your community totally and even that rewatchability,
1: right like mm-hmm. if, yeah. if, if you're on campus or if there's something from the message last week too, we're now keeping everything online so you can see the service from last week. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, and so thank you so much for your ongoing support and just really your financial trust and uh, giving that you've been doing so faithfully this Mm -hmm. whole past year, even though it's been pandemic and we've had like months of time we haven't seen each other. Now we're doing some on campus and online stuff as well. But uh, we really believe that uh, financial servanthood uh just with what god's blessed us is a huge part of our faith and worship and uh frankly too like all the stuff that we're trying to do to just stay connected to be doing ministry to be living out our kind of mission as a church here in the City of Mission isn't free. It actually takes some of those resources. God takes it, multiplies it, blesses it. And so if you have come kind of looking for ways to give to this work and ministry here, you can do that online, cedarvalley.ca slash give. Or if you're on campus, there's some boxes at the back of the sanctuary. And uh, yeah, we're just, again, thankful for time, prayers, uh, financial giving, um,
0: all sorts of different things like that, that you have been a supportive congregation in. And uh, just for you guys' information, we're going to have a town hall meeting. I like calling it a town hall. It's a great (laughs) alternative to just, you know, come to the church for a meeting. (laughs) AGM is just, it it just makes you feel right away like you got a big old booklet to read through. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some reports. Um, Yeah, we're we're actually wanting to have a conversation with everybody that's a part of our uh, church community. And we invite you here Sunday evening at seven o'clock And uh, it's just in regards to where our church is planning to move in the future. Uh, our transition team has been uh, working really hard on, on compiling information and uh, communicating with, uh, with you guys and, and many other people and working with mm-hmm. our leadership team as well. Just, yeah. just trying to see where the heart of our church is and where the Holy Spirit is leading us in the future. So we'd love for you to come. Mm-hmm. It's in person and uh, and we're really just excited to have a conversation about what the Living Church is gonna look like specifically here at Cedar Valley over the next number of years, specifically mm-hmm. in the near future too,
2: though.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a dialogue opportunity. I think mm-hmm. there's some reports, but uh, opportunities to ask questions, give your concerns, give comments, be part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, well, hey, let's start the service off with a time of prayer, mm-hmm. so join me in that. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, this morning, just a time to gather together, to worship you together, God, to pray together, uh, just come together as the church. This is what it's about. We're learning about you. We're growing in our lives. We're applying your message to us, uh, into our lives, for our transformation and for just the growth of uh us in our communities all around us Uh, specifically god this morning uh we want to pray for the election happening tomorrow on monday uh affects our country affects us in all of our different towns, cities wherever we're joining in from here god um and uh, you know what there's times that these things can feel like a huge mess and Mm -hmm. we don't know what is the best option god but the best thing we can do is pray for you to be present in what is happening at the government level. God, that you continue being in the minds of our leaders, of our government leaders, that uh, there are real people with real issues, with real lives, with real heartbreaks, real needs, that they are serving, that they are leading. And so God, please be present in uh, the decision that's made tomorrow in the elections in us as voters, that we can uh, both just be active citizens, God, but also not let that be our, uh end goal that we actually realize like that's one small part of just being citizens but we actually have a calling god to just be active christians active followers of jesus in our lives in our Mm -hmm. towns in our families and communities and places of work um so yeah we ask for your guidance and blessing on that election and also give us the awareness of where to actually be citizens of your kingdom too Mm -hmm. in this coming up uh god with people who have just lost loved ones lost family members lost um yeah, due to sickness, due to health concerns, due to tragedy. uh, There's different updates like we've gotten, and they are affecting our congregation directly this past couple weeks. Uh, You know those specific situations, God, but we just pray for healing in those times, for comfort, and God, just for a healthy time of mourning, and uh, loss sucks. So, for those of us who have the ability, God, just give us the direction of who we need to go around to just be around, to be present and to be supportive of. Mm -hmm. Uh, God, we just pray that what's been offered and given up for the work and ministry here at Cedar Valley, financially, you just take it, multiply it, and uh, let it just go out to really move your kingdom forward, move your mission forward. And uh, yeah, that is clear for how we can just bless people in need, bless ministries in need, and spread your
0: name really well here. So we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. We're going to continue with the service this morning with uh, with a time of worship, and after that, we're going to have a, a kids kids ministry update. Um, but for for music, the gift of music, we've mm. just been given this opportunity to to sing, and it is such a universal universal thing. So I pray that we can just use uh, this time of singing. It's going to be on the screen with the lyrics below. I just lift a joyful noise to to your heavenly Father. Mm. That's uh, so my favorite part of the service too. And that's, I no. get to be
1: part of that team hugely. And uh, after that, we do have a lesson just for the kids. And it, we also try getting email materials out every single week just to help parents engage in conversations with your kids. and. Uh, fun activities, fun sheets, different sort of lessons, and I think sometimes we're we're just getting into that kind of back to school season, so we're figuring out some of our programming and materials, but they're gonna be fantastic. You wanna get those, uh, so make sure you email Pastor Doug, that's douglas at
0: cedarvalley.ca, so you can get on that emailing list. We'll be sending that out. Awesome, and uh, Pastor Doug's gonna be bringing us a message, and it's uh, part of our mini-series about mental health. Mm. He's gonna be sharing part of his story, and um, just, you know, there's just an un, seems like such an unnecessary amount of stress in our lives mm-hmm. these last 18 months and it's compounding. And uh, it's just about how we can bring the gospel into our life and share with our, the people around us, but also caring for ourselves at the same time mm-hmm. and making sure that we have people surrounding us that can help us when we need it. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and before we get into all that, it's gonna be a great morning, a little icebreaker question just to get us going. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, it's getting a bit colder in the mornings. I really like coffee in the mornings. That's my go-to. I know some people are tea drinkers, so coffee or tea. Justin, are you a coffee or tea guy?
0: I'm for sure a coffee guy. It's like there's nothing really else in my life that (laughs) (laughs) makes me happy in the morning.
1: (laughs) It's like this super well-accepted addiction that we just kind of live with, hey? Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, but it's good. I I love coffee quite a bit, too. I know there's some people out there, though, too, who uh, don't drink tea or coffee, but they have their maybe own beverage vice. Maybe it's like carbonated water or the bubblies, or you got a soda stream. <laughs> got or Perrier. Perrier, <laughs> yeah. or if you're a out there, it's Diet Coke, yeah. which probably drinks more Diet Coke than I drink of coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but hey, just let us know on the stream if you're watching online, comment or turn to a friend or family or neighbor uh, that you're just joining in here with. Uh, are you coffee person, tea person? And if not, do you have like that beverage vice? Why? Otherwise, thanks for joining us this morning.
0: See you later. Have a great Sunday.
3: mm Of my heart, be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. All oh, He is my song. Let the King of my heart be the shadow.
1: Hey Cedar Valley kids, this morning we've got a video for you from Saddleback Church. We've had a few of these kind of cartoons and they're just fun ways to see different parts of the Bible. uh, Stories just come to life, fun animations. Specifically this one is when Jesus was calling one of his disciples. And uh, actually this guy was somebody who a lot of people really didn't like. But Jesus saw a lot of worth in him and he became an incredibly close friend of Jesus. He even wrote one of the books of the Bible. And when we're watching this, I just want you to think about a time that you maybe felt maybe like a bit of an outsider like there was a whole group of friends and for some reason you just weren't included maybe it was like sports and you weren't that great at the sport or maybe you weren't really good at this art thing but then you had somebody a close friend who came by and just like hung out with you they just showed you how to do something really cool that you didn't know how to do before uh maybe there's something like that and if you don't have one of those memories maybe you could think about a time that you actually got to be that person just see somebody who was on the outside and you kind of reached out to them and you hung out with them a little bit when they weren't with the big group of people, they weren't playing the sports and you just hung out with them because that's kind of exactly what Jesus did here. So think about that, think about a time you did that and if not, even ask your parents like, hey, how could I maybe be like Jesus in this way? Thanks, enjoy it.
2: Stories of the Bible. Jesus calls Matthew. This is Jesus. Heyo! who is the son of God and the savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love and healed people from their sickness. He did many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. Uh, Jesus was in Capernaum and he was walking along when he saw a tax collector named Matthew sitting at his tax collector's booth. Tax collectors were hated by everyone because many people thought they were cheaters and sinners.
3: Oh, no myself.
2: <laughs> let's get out of here. But Jesus saw this man and said, follow me and be my disciple. Me? Yeah, you. So Matthew got up, left everything and followed him. Later, Matthew held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Uh, here. Oh, thank you. Many of Matthew's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them.
4: Ah, yuck.
2: Hey, you! But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained to Jesus' disciples, Why do you eat and drink with such scum?
3: Ah, hold on there.
2: When Jesus heard this, he told them, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go on and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. So Matthew went on to be one of Jesus' 12 disciples and followed him throughout his time on earth. He even wrote a book in the Bible about Jesus' time on earth and he served God for the rest of his life.
5: Cedar Valley, it's great to be with you again today as we explore another aspect of being healthy mentally. Now, first off, I have something here that I would like to give to one of you today. You'll just have to um, type in that you're watching, and I would like to give it to one of you just because I think you're worth it. Um, But you have to... um, want it, and you have to let me know that you would like this. Um, so I'd like to give it to you. But before I do, what if I to go like this? Do you still want it? That's not quite the same as it was before. Now, I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But you maybe will not see this. But, but what if I put it on the ground and stomped on it? And pushed it into the dirt, and uh, picked it up. And it's not quite like it was before. But would any of you still, still like this? Um, if, if you would, I would be pleased to give it to one of you just at random. See. What I want us to do this morning is, is to realize our value. See, it, it really doesn't matter what was done to this. It could be crumpled, thrown in the dirt, stomped on. Part of it can even be torn off. But it, no matter what happens, it doesn't decrease its value. It still has the same value as it did when I asked you the question the first time, if you would like this $20 bill. See, we have been created with great significance, no matter what negative things happen to us. Even if the negative is our own self-talk, we never lose our value if we choose to accept our significance. See, we may tell ourselves that we are worthless, insignificant. But no matter what has happened or what will happen, we never lose our value. But we must choose to accept our significance. See, and the key to all of this really begins within our mind. Listen to what Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, from the Good News Translation says. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. That's incredible. See, what we think and say to ourselves, about ourselves, is significant. To the point that God said that our thoughts determine our feelings, and our feelings determine our actions. See, and this is fine if our thoughts about ourselves are good thoughts. If what we say about ourselves is consistent with what God says about ourselves, but unfortunately for most of us, most of the time, our thoughts about ourselves are not God's thoughts. So what is it that we say about ourselves? Well, studies show that most people speak at a rate of between 150 and 200 words a minute. But our brains are so incredible that we think at a rate of 1,500 to 4,000 words a minute. So this internal dialogue that we have with ourselves, our self-talk, it really dominates what we say. So really, the conversation that you have with yourself, your self-talk, It's the most important conversation you'll have all day. And unfortunately, the dialogue that is voiced in your mind is often negative. Studies also suggest that almost 80% of the average person's self-talk is negative. So even a, a minute of negative self-talk is absolutely brutal to our self-worth. No wonder we get depressed when we dwell in our problems. Imagine just a few minutes of negative self-talk. That's thousands of negative, sad, angry, discouraging words pumped right into your soul, to the heart of your spirit. Or maybe it's the same thing that really bothers you about yourself said over and over and over again. See, What is it that you tell yourself when no one's listening? It's very possible that words like dumb, stupid, loser, worthless, I can't, I'm scared, I'm not as good looking, I'm not as smart, I'm not as talented, I'm not as lucky. If only. And then we say things inside and and with our outside voice, I can't do that. Because in our mind we have already told ourselves numerous, numerous times that we can't. See, negative self-talk can range from just an irritation about who we are to being completely debilitating and decimating to ourselves. Your self-talk, what you say to yourself and how you interpret that inner dialogue is paramount to personal growth and well-being. See, these messages, they really determine who we are. This dialogue, this self-talk, it affects our relationships. And it can if it's negative, it can hinder our progress, make us ashamed, diminish our self-worth, keep us discouraged. See, and then if our self-image coupled together with our negative self-talk is based on good performance, and our self-talk is filled with self-doubt, insecurity, and anxiety, then we have a problem. See, with every thought, we are either moving away or toward the person that God designed us to be. As a result, our inner self is deteriorating into something unattractive if that self-talk is negative. See, we can present a pretty good image, but we often allow our mind to tell us, well, if only I were really that person. See, this voice of criticism often compares us to others to their achievements, their abilities. And again, that negative self-talk can't compete with what we see in others. It allows us not to measure up. See, do you remember wrestling with someone who was just a little bigger and and a little stronger with you? And maybe the battle was pretty good for a while, but Eventually they were just able to overpower you and, and pin you and, and hold you down. And as much as you like as much as you tried as as, as hard as you could, you you couldn't free yourself. Lies that we tell ourselves are kind of like that. It's like almost being held down. It's it's being held back holding us back from engaging in life completely, keeping us from realizing what God has created us to be. And unfortunately, the more we say it, that negative self-talk, the more we believe it. And we actually create a groove within our brain that follows a specific track of thinking and talking In the lawn around our house, there's a groove in the grass. And it's getting more and more pronounced every single day. You see, our dog Jet, when she runs from the back of the house to the front of the house and then back around again, she runs in almost the exact same spot every time. And it's creating a groove in the grass, right, of course, where I don't want there to be one. And once we start thinking a certain way about ourselves, it starts to make a groove in our brain. And more and more of our thoughts, our self-talk, will follow that groove. And if that's negative, it will become more and more ingrained. And then it becomes our default way of thinking about ourselves. So I've taken these small ornamental garden pieces of fence, and I just put them in the grass right where the path is, causing jet to run around, which then allows this path to regrow. And it's kind of like that in our mind. We have to deliberately put something in place to stop that groove of negative self-talk to keep from being worn into our brain. So we have what some of the things that we say about ourselves, but what does God say about us? Here, is, here are a few things that God says about you. He says, I've known you from the beginning, and I have called you by name. I have knit you together in your mother's womb. Wherever you go, I will go, and I will be with you. I will never abandon you or or hide my face from you. You belong to me, and I belong to you. You are marked by my love. You are the pride of my life. Nothing will ever separate us." See, we need to remember who we are. We need to believe. We need to know. You know, we can, we can fight these voices in our mind that say we're not enough. We don't measure up these lies that we tell ourselves. We need to find my worth. We need to find our worth and identity in God. See, and really knowing comes through experience. So now we have what we say and what God says. So do the words about ourselves, do they measure up to the words that God speaks of you? So who are you going to believe? You're going to believe that nasty voice inside your head or the words of God who is created and cares for sustains, and provides for you? Is it in God that we find our worth, our identity? See, you don't need another person, place, or thing to make you whole. God already did that, and our job is to know it. To be healthy, we need to plant our feet firmly on a deep and confident sense of worth that is built by God's love. So what does God say to us? In Romans 8:7? he says, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Think about it. Our negative thoughts about ourselves, they're really in opposition to what God has said about who we are. And in Romans 12, 2, we're told, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And understanding this principle of replacement, if we are going to remove the negative words, we need something to replace them with. In Philippians 4, 8, It says, think on these things. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. There's an excellent book um, that, again, I'm going to recommend. to to you. It's called Healthy Me, Healthy Us. It's written by Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott, and it focuses on three elements in a person's life that lead to health and to wholeness. Their profound significance, and that's understanding who we've been created to be in God's image, and enabling ourselves to remove the negative self-talk, to be filled with God's word within our life of who we are. Second aspect of this is is unswerving authenticity. And the third is self-giving love. Um, It's it's a tremendous read. It's, It's an easy read, but it's very profound. And it has little self-tests that you can do along the way just, just to help you grow and understand who you are in God. To understand your significance. Augustine in AD 391 said, God loves each of us as if there were only one of us. In Ephesians 3, verses 16 to 19, we read these words. This is Paul. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through the Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong, and you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God, that we would experience the love of God, that we would understand our significance through Christ. See, it's one thing just to know about God. It's like, I know how, how good chocolate is, and I could tell you about it and, and tell you how much I enjoy it. But most evenings at the end of the day, Jane and I sit down and from our favorite chocolate bar, we just snap off one little piece and we sit down on the couch and and we experience the texture and and the taste and and the satisfaction of consuming that. And we're told to to experience, not just know the love of Christ, allowing us to to change our self-talk to become more in line with what God says about who we are compared to the the negative voices that we hear in our mind. I'd like to share with you six simple tips for for doing that, for overcoming negative self-talk. Number one, renew your mind. See, sometimes we entertain negative thoughts about ourselves because of what others have said. And they're words that we hear in our minds. However, God's word affirms our value and our worth. And as we renew our mind, we begin to again see who we have been created to be. Tip number two, learn a new language. See, in order to close that door on the negative self-talk, it'll be necessary to replace that with the words of hope and life from God's Word. Take time to pray and search what God has to say about you. Psalm 139 reveals how you were born and the, the, the purpose for your life. 1 Peter 2.9 affirms that you were chosen by God. Tip number three, change your focus. See, the temptation is to compare ourselves with others. And that can lead us down the road to negative self-talk. Change your focus from looking at what Others have done and accomplished and have to what God is doing for you. What He is showing you about your life and how He is helping you grow. Tip number four counter the negative. See, no one is just going to show up and, and help and make you think differently. You and I, we are the ones that have to take responsibility for taking every thought captive and saying, I will not allow that because it's contrary to what God says about me. And it requires diligence and effort. But as a believer, we have the power. Tip number five stay on your guard. See, Passivity is the enemy of your mind. Just as a a soldier mustn't fall asleep while he's on guard, while he's on duty, so it is with your mind. You must remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Stay on your guard, though, against these attacks. And tip number six, stretch your faith. See, if we've spent a lot of time in negative self-thought, we can't imagine doing something beyond what we think our capability is. We've kind of hemmed ourselves in. We've created a cage in a sense. Yet, that is exactly what God wants us to do, is to believe in God and trust in him with the abilities that he's given us to stand up and step out. And through obedience, face-stretching is necessary part of becoming new in your thought life. So what do we think about? Again, Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers, sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there's anything that is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Practice training your thoughts towards these things to become a stronger and more confident, joyful child of God. Now, God, we thank you for how you have created us. It's amazing the complexity of our bodies. God, and we think and take even a moment just to think about the amazingness of the mind. And yet, God, so much of that time can often, unfortunately, be used to speak against ourselves. The wonder of the person that you created. God, I pray that as we we consider more what you have to say about us than the lies that we tell ourselves. God, we would re, we'd be able to reestablish that groove within our brain that leads to to saying the, the wonderful things that you say about us, leaving behind the old self-talk. God, thank you for your grace when we stumble. And God, thank you for the power of your spirit to lift us up and allow us to see the wonder of what you have created in your image to celebrate love and live gloriously and victoriously in you. Continue with us in our minds, in our thoughts, in our words. That we may experience the fullness and the joy of life that you have designed for us. Continue with us, we pray. Amen.
1: All right, thanks everybody for joining us this morning, Cedar Valley. Uh, We just want to spend a little bit of time dialoguing a bit more about this message this morning. Thanks, Pastor Doug bringing up that negative self-talk is I, I really like that stat you shared at the start because i think that's i it's convicting it is relatable i think if there's anybody out here who can't relate to that i want to hear your secrets because <laughs> hey, you know what here's a big thing in in this profession that we're doing too uh I, i'm sure you experience this but this is my the way i've seen it and i, I haven't even been speaking very much but like Sunday morning, there's almost like this heavy dread feeling almost coming into it, and you, you present, you've poured in like a week's worth of work, and then you present it immediately, like as soon as you're done, there's this voice that's just in your head, this dialogue that's definitely being controlled by Satan a bit too, of saying like, you didn't say that right, you missed this, I'm sure you, you said the wrong thing over there, and actually this is the wrong reference and nobody even understood right. it, right? Do you, yeah. Can
5: you relate to that? Oh, so much so, you know, so, so often I second guess right afterwards yeah. and, uh, and then, then I end up beating myself up about it. And, but I have been learning to, like, call myself out on that. Mm-hmm. That is not an acceptable way to think. Or to talk to myself, right. um, I can I can recover for next week. I can learn from that experience. Maybe it was a little bit of unpreparedness. Maybe you know it, it was something else in myself. And he says, "Well, you know, I can take that as a learning opportunity, mm. not a beating up opportunity. Sure, uh, to move me to move me forward." And uh, and and I I wanted to ask you. I oh. mean, would would yeah. you still would you still want this? Yeah. Yeah, and go into a machine, right? <laughs> well, yeah. well, sure, right? Yeah. I mean, and <laughs> and yet, why is it that for ourselves, when we've been, you know, beat up and yeah. whatever form it takes, we think, well, oh, yeah, I, I'm not what I used to be, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but still, our value is still there. Totally, right? still 20 bucks. Yeah, still 20 worth a bit more. There you go, 20,000. <laughs> that, <000. laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, you know, and and so. So why is it, I mean, when you think of, why is it that Mm -hmm. we think of ourselves differently than we would think of something like this? Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and I think um, your first tip even there, I think these two, these six tips, what we'll do, we'll put them on the screen, just kind of flip through them again after this, because they're really helpful, but uh, filling your mind with what is good and holy and true. And I know I can experience this, so my coping mechanism at first was just like, in order to shut that negative self-talk out, is I would just distract myself stimulate my mind by whatever TV shows uh, work on a project do some woodworking at home whatever even chores literally Uh I just get to like I'm gonna do the dishes so I can shut off that voice in my head and that is a good temporary fix Mm -hmm. until you realize you just need more and more and more and more of that because you're actually filling yourself with anything true you're just literally filling yourself temporarily and and that's exactly ruining your mind with something that is true and even shared earlier this week that Sometimes it, it can seem like a distraction, but actually like occupying your mind with something that is good, like filling your mind with the scripture, with God's truth, with just time specifically focused with God, that's actually what it takes to start training your brain to focus on what is true and right and good
5: and not just a distraction away. Yeah, And, and you hit on something that I think that is very important for all of us to, to realize, that it's work. Right? Yeah. You yeah. mentioned the word training. If you train for anything else, we're prepared to put some effort into it, right? And it's no different with retraining our mind to rethink of ourselves the way God sees us, what He's given us. But that's, that's a daily active thing, right? Inserting it with scripture, yeah. you know. I'm um, discovering those things about God. You know, deliberately stopping and saying that isn't true. What I'm telling myself, and rediscovering what is. So it's a yeah. it takes some effort, but boy, is it worth it, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and it's it's that's that's the gospel's antithesis. So we, we're talking about mental health and what the gospel yeah. actually helps. Yeah. Uh, so much of the world is just saying, here's a quick distraction. Here's a quick hit. Here's some right. coffee. Here's whatever it is, yeah. right? Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, actually is saying, put the effort of discipline into bringing God into renewing your mind. Uh, temporary distraction, temporary loss, like it's only a temporary lasting effect, right? right. Effort and discipline yeah. is something eternal and real. Has. Uh, real and eternal
5: benefits. Lasting effects on on who we are. Totally. Giving us healthy minds, right? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
1: So hey, keep this dialogue going. We're gonna throw the tips up there. Talk Mm -hmm. about how you can actually like immediately apply this and and be real with yourself. Where's that negative self-talk actually hitting you right away? And I will just throw out uh, one last reminder too, Uh, this evening we're having a town hall meeting uh, as a church starting at seven o'clock and just really inviting you to be part of that dialogue. Our transition pastor Rob is bringing a report with his team about what they've been talking about for the last year and a half, what our next steps and decisions are looking like. And we want this to be a dialogue and discussion. So it's not gonna be online like this as much as we're hoping you could be there. There's gonna be transcript for what goes on, but as much as you're able to uh, come out to be part of it, there's gonna be spacing, masks, opportunities to stay safe with it, but we would love to have that be conversational for
5: the whole church here. Yeah, that's great. You know, this time is different, it's challenging, but it's it's exciting, right? The possibility for the church here at Cedar Valley, what God has for us, right? Yeah, good stuff. See you later, see you later.